a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, I've got a plan for this segment, but I'm going to throw it out. And I apologize to producer Amy and everyone who put in the good hard work to get this uh, first segment ready for today's program. I want to have, have a conversation with someone. Uh, the rest of you are welcome to, to listen in, but I want to talk to Adam. You heard during this last program here on KSL News Radio the Utah coronavirus call-in hosted by the great Jeff Kaplan. There was a call earlier in the program uh, from a gentleman who was uh, a little bit frustrated, and that may be an understatement if you listen to the tone in the voice. And Adam, I want to talk to you for a second. Uh, you heard Jeff Kaplan come back on, and if there is a, a real crisis going on, uh, I want you to call this number. It's one 800 273 talk 800-273-TALK-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, Lifeline rather. And they are standing by, uh, ready to talk to anyone. It's a confidential uh, option for you. And they offer support for people in distress. And it is very natural to feel distressed right now. And if I'm honest, I've been feeling a little bit of stress myself. This is a a new world in which we are living right now, but I'll tell you something that the great Boyd Matheson helped me understand not too long ago. This is not the new normal. You've heard him share this phrase a number of times. It is the new now. This is what we are dealing with right now, and it is challenging, and it is burdensome, and there is a good chance that uh, we are wondering how we're going to pay the bills, how we're going to keep food on the shelves how we are going to ever resume our normal life. And it's made all the harder because we don't see the light at the end of that tunnel. I was thinking about that principle just yesterday, in fact, as I was feeling some of my own frustrations bubble up. I compared it to my time as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I, (laughs) if you can't tell, as a a radio talk show host, I'm a very social person. I very much enjoy interacting with people. I like hanging out with my friends. I like the freedom to move about and experience new things uh, and live uh, life in a very dynamic and spontaneous fashion. Then, uh, in accordance with my faith, I signed up to become a missionary, and I was sent down to Mexico And I spent two years down there, and they were very, very difficult. Now, I was committed to the task at hand, but the realities of that task at hand made things very difficult. You know, I wasn't able to see my friends. I sacrificed that. I wasn't able to act so spontaneously. I had a a schedule and an itinerary that was placed before me. Those were the rules, and I decided to abide by that. And the way that I was able to cope with this new uh, reality of mine was to know that, in fact, there was an end date. 
I knew that after two years, my service would come to an end, and I'd be able to return back to, to my home and to my friends and to my family and back to the spontaneous, carefree uh, life that I was so accustomed to living. Now, we don't have a similar end date in this circumstance. We don't know exactly when the coronavirus uh, will pass us over. We don't know when the curve will be flattened. We don't know even if certain things that we were so accustomed to doing before this time uh, will return to normal. We heard Dr. Anthony Fauci just yesterday speculating that maybe uh, you and I as human beings have moved past the era of handshakes. It may be ill-advised from here on out for us to shake one another's hands. And maybe we'll have to get used to that. I'll tell you real quickly, yesterday uh, after the program, one of the ways that I've been, or one of the things I've been doing to keep my mind free and occupied and trying to boost my own spirits is uh, to go jogging. And there are plenty of opportunities to, to do exercise and to do it safely here where we live. Uh, this is a wonderful and unique place here in Utah. And there are opportunities aplenty for us to get out and exercise. And I did just that yesterday. And uh, lo and behold, while I was on the running trail, I, uh, I passed by someone that I knew. And I haven't really interacted with too many people face-to-face -face in a while, and so my instinct was to extend my hand uh, to shake. And uh, luckily, uh, Tony, the gentleman I ran into, uh, he, he, he was aware of the mistake I was about to make. He uh, leaned back, put his hands up, uh, indicating, no, 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 I won't be shaking your hand. And you know what he did? Pretty clever. First time uh, I've had one of these. He extended his own uh, uh, shoe. He, he lifted his leg up and pointed it towards me, and I uh, took that to mean, well, I guess we're going to tap toes. And so we did that. And that was just one of the new uh, things that might be a part of our new now and may continue to endure on after this. Now, Adam, I'm talking to you because I want you to be well. Now, it'll sound trite when I say this because you and I don't know each other, but I do love you. I am grateful to you for listening to these airwaves. I'm grateful to you for making the phone call that you made asking uh, if there is hope. Because it shows you have it in you to take action. It shows you have it in you uh, to keep fighting and look for things to distract your mind and gather some understanding of things. I think distracting our mind is very important. And I think there are plenty of opportunities, thankfully, to this technolo technological age in which we live. The Internet is not simply a tool, but it is a miracle. It has allowed me to connect uh, with friends and family from throughout the country. Uh, my people are spread out everywhere. And because of the Internet, in the face of this coronavirus, and at any time, I'm able to connect with them. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. It's great to have the connection, and it's great to have the distraction. We can also exercise our mind through learning. Uh, there are, it's called edX, Google that. It is a way to take uh, online classes for free. You can essentially audit them. And some of the nation's premier universities are offering access to uh, the knowledge that they have to share. The Ivy League is involved in this. Maybe you'll learn a skill. Maybe you reach out to one of the teachers who taught you when you were young. Maybe you reach out to some of the friends you had in elementary school or junior high or high school, someone you haven't spoken to in a long time. Maybe you were a bully. And maybe there's some friend of yours from way back, uh, who, and you bullied them, and you ought to uh, ring them up on the Zoom or the FaceTime or however it is you're, you're able to connect and say, hey, I'm so sorry. Uh, let's chat. How's life been for you the past decade and a half? It's a w wonderful thing. I've been doing some of that myself. 
So, Adam, for whatever it's worth, I'll, I'll repeat that phone number for you. It's 800-273-8255. If things get real dire, if that distress uh, and those feelings creep up on you, if there is no hope and you feel like you need someone to talk to, a professional, that's the number for you. I'd invite you to call it. And I'd invite you, too, uh, to do anything you can to remind yourself that, in fact, there is hope. Just as you heard Jeff Kaplan and the experts on the radio just an hour ago explain, and you've heard me ramble on about a few things I've been doing to keep my own mind occupied, And to remind myself constantly that this too shall pass. And it will pass quickly if we do our part. If we do our part to keep ourselves and our minds healthy, we will get through this. And you will be with your friends again. You will hug your family members. You will be back in your workplace. And this will all be something we think about uh, in the past tense. This will be something that will find its way into the history books. And it will no longer be our present. We'll get through this. There is great reason to hope. And if you doubt me, Uh, Just look around. Look out your window. Life continues. It's a little bit different now, but we'll come out on the other side of this just fine. All right, Adam, I love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to be speaking to a a good friend of mine, John Herring. Uh, He's been on these airwaves before. You know, he contracted the coronavirus in Japan. He was in confinement and quarantine there for a while, Uh, came back here ultimately tested negative. Well, he is using uh, his plasma now to maybe help others. He's going to explain to us what's going on next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.